So the topics that I have in store for us today could be controversial. You may know about them, you may not. I don't really know until we jump right on into it. So I feel like these topics just should be talked about because I feel like if you do live with a chronic illness, you are probably dealing and know about these two things, which one of them is imposter syndrome and the other is medical PTSD. So let's just jump right on into it. And I wanted to start off with talking about medical PTSD. So if you don't know what it is, let's just start there. So PTSD in general is post-traumatic stress disorder and adding medical PTSD together, um, it's post-traumatic stress disorder due to trauma in a medical setting. So I'll give you a few examples that I have personally gone through. Um, growing up, I was extremely scared of doctors, of being sick in general, even getting like the common flu scared the shit out of me. So like you can ask my mom, like I was the biggest germaphobe. I still am, but like not nearly as bad. But I was a huge germaphobe because I was so scared of being sick, ending up at the doctor, ending up at the hospital, whatever. So when I was diagnosed with lupus and I had to be in a hospital for the first time, um, that whole trip that was a span of like three weeks, that really triggered like the first sign of me having medical PTSD. So as a kid, and even when you're an adult in the hospital, like nurses don't really tell you what it is that they're putting into your IV or what it is the pills that they're handing you and you need to take. Typically, if you're in the hospital, they hand you a cup of pills, you take them. Um, they come back in a few hours, they hand you a couple pills and you take them. Um, they go check on you, put something in your IV and whatever. Like they don't really inform the patient of what's happening. So when I was 13 and in the hospital for the first time, um, that was the time that they pumped me with 200 milligrams of prednisone and I gained 30 to 40 pounds within a span of me taking a nap. And when I woke up and I was that big and my body, I didn't even recognize myself, like that really made me scared of what is this stuff that people are these nurses are putting into my body and the next time i was hospitalized wasn't until 2018 and that time i was very adamant that i wanted to know exactly what it was they're putting in me how many milligrams or how much is being put in and how often and sometimes I kind of felt like I was being annoying because I was very adamant, like I had to know before they did it. I didn't want them to just put it in me and then tell me, no, you had to tell me before you did it, what it was, how much, how often. And even leading up to the very last time I was in the hospital for the transplant, I luckily leading up to a transplant, there's a lot of like visits, talks with the surgeons, with the nurses, everything. So they kind of gave me a heads up on what I was going to be having put into me, what everything that was going to happen for the most part. So when I was in the hospital recovering, I wanted to know, okay, what day and what time are you starting my prednisone? I kept telling the nurse, 
please tell me before you start the prednisone like please tell me before I know it still has to happen but please tell me before I just wanted to like mentally prepare myself because I literally was traumatized by having like medicines put into my body and my body would react in a dramatic way and I didn't know what was the cause of this thing happening to my body so many like symptoms side effects of different medications that have happened over the years that i had no idea what was to come because i wasn't informed and i don't really think it matters if you're 13 if you're 25 like doctors should inform you the patient even if you're a kid they should just give you just tell you and also if you're a kid inform your parents and your parents should know what it is that is going into their child's body i don't think that any nurse any doctor should just pres prescribe something and give it to someone without their knowledge of at least what it is like they might not tell you the side effects and you if you at least know what it is you being the parent or you being the patient can use your phone and look it up and you can see what maybe the side effects might be from that medication and I think that's only fair and should be a standard in hospitals but that's just my opinion I I would work on that I might work on that you might hear that soon coming from me anyway um another thing that still to this day I am extremely extremely freaked out about is needles and i know that that is something that many people are scared of and have anxiety over is getting their blood drawn getting shots whatever um for me shots don't bother me for me what bothers me is blood draws because again of the time i was in the hospital the first time when i was 13 and i had a very traumatic experience happen um first in the in the actual hospital like they just had to keep repoking me repoking me yeah that's traumatic whatever but the thing that sticks in my head the thing that like i get i see when i'm freaking out when they're wiggling the needle like in your arm you know what i'm talking about the thing that i think back on is when i came back for like a checkup after the being in the hospital and apparently i was like dehydrated or something i don't know and the nurses poked me about four or five times in my arms and they couldn't get an IV or I couldn't get a vein. So they pricked all 10 of my fingers. They pricked them and they squeezed the blood out into the vial one by one by one. And I don't know about you, but a finger prick hurts way more than like a shot. And they pricked 10 of my fingers and it was horrible i was there trying to get my blood drawn for almost an hour and the end result was them pricking all 10 of my fingers so anytime i think back like when i'm there with my arm out and they're they go and they stick the needle in and they didn't get it and they're wiggling around in there i just start thinking about when they did that and then they decided to prick all my fucking fingers that is fucking trauma okay and that is the reason still to this day why i fucking hate getting my blood drawn i look away i cannot look at the needle blood makes me queasy now and it's crazy because like i said it is like uncomfortable it's gross sometimes it hurts but it's just like gross to look at but i just can't look at that and i i, I just need it to be quick and done 
and I don't want to look at it because it freaks me the fuck out okay it's like disgusting on top of that I also get extremely bad anxiety around hospital visits or doctor visits it doesn't matter if it's just like a checkup um, when I used to go to dialysis, I'm so happy I could say that when I used to go to dialysis, but when I used to go to dialysis and it was a very routine um, checkup every month, every two weeks, whatever it was, I knew what to expect. I knew what was happening, but still the idea of going into a doctor's office freaked me out. Um, and I just really don't like it when they do my take my blood pressure every time i go into a doctor's office it's always like extremely extremely high and they think something's wrong with me and i'm like no i'm just freaking the fuck out my heart beats like 140 beats per minute because i'm scared of being in hospitals like the medical field in itself freaks me out even though i'm also so comfortable with the medical field in general so it's like very weird for me because I feel like I could be a nurse honestly without even going to school just from like a nurse for like dialysis patients or like a nurse like in what I'm going through only don't like think I could just be any nurse but a nurse for my condition but at the same time I get so scared of that situation when the eyes are on me and the appointments about me um and also something that came from the medical PTSD is my dislike for any nurses or doctors that are that I am in their care. So when I go to the hospital and you know you have you see a lot of different nurses over the time and I I need time to see if I trust you. So 12 hours isn't really enough time to tell. So I I usually don't like any of the nurses or any of the like random doctors that come and see you because I like really just don't trust doctors. Um, I've had a lot of doctors and especially nurses that have fucked shit up and I just don't trust nurses. And then I also just don't trust doctors because they've just fucked shit up. Not to say that like all nurses and doctors like don't know what they're doing that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying from the few that i've been in the care of that have fucked shit up for me makes me a little weary of any nurses or doctors that i encounter so i really need like that time to like feel them out see if see if i can tell they know what they're doing see if i can i can ask them questions and they answer in a way that i know is a true knowledgeable answer um one time i was at the emergency room at mayo clinic in arizona and in the emergency room nurse i could tell she was very new and she was the one taking care of me giving me my medicine and caring for me for about like a couple hours so i started asking her questions and she didn't have any answers i was literally testing this girl and she just couldn't answer any of my questions which told me that i didn't trust her so like i'm like very like i sound so toxic when it comes to nurses and doctors but honestly that's what happened to me due to so many occasions where i was given something wrong i was told something wrong they did the wrong thing so many things so many times it has scarred me and i feel like 
so many things combine especially if you've been dealing with an illness for a extended period of time you're going to always encounter something another thing like it's, it's just always going to happen and i feel like over time that's what it has done to my brain to make me think like i'm scared of this doctors are scary nurses don't know what they're doing i'm terrified of my blood drawn i'm terrified of needles i'm terrified of not knowing what's to come next like it has put all these different thoughts and images and scared things into my mind to make me question and just be overall traumatized by the medical field itself while also knowing that the medical field is a beautiful place because it's also where it heals you it makes you better but at the same time going through those traumas sticks with you just like any other type of trauma it sticks with you and it's something that you need to work out to be able to accept and deal with those emotions and deal with going to the doctor and not being scared especially if you are someone that does live with a chronic illness and you have to constantly be in that very 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 uncomfortable situation where it's not just like uncomfortable for growth it's uncomfortable and it's just uncomfortable and it's traumatizing which leads me to my next topic which is imposter syndrome so i have the actual definition of imposter syndrome so i'm going to read it real quick which is anxiety or self-doubt that results from persistently undervaluing one's competence and active role in achieving success so Imposter syndrome, obviously, from that definition, can be applied to many different scenarios and different things in one's life. But applying it to someone that is living with a chronic illness, um, I wanted to bring it into, due to medical reasons, I've developed imposter syndrome by, one, not thinking that my body looks good enough due to what the medications and just everything has done to my body over time also um side effects that make me feel less intelligent than like the average person and less intelligent than i knew that i used to be or could be um one thing could be like brain fog um I I experience brain fog a lot and I experience it more one when I'm flaring and two when I'm on certain types of medications such as prednisone the brain fog is at its fucking peak and it is horrible I literally forget what I'm saying what I'm doing where I'm going it happens all the time and it's really really frustrating and really annoying and it makes me feel stupid because I feel like I can't even talk sometimes because I just forget mid-sentence what I'm saying or someone's talking to me and I forget my response so I'm just like uh, um uh, yeah <laughs> like I it happens so often you you don't even know um and also I sometimes feel like not capable of being as successful as a healthy person because of my medical conditions which I feel like all those things I just listed are valid and um, they do seem like something that could be holding you back. But at the same time, it is the imposter syndrome stepping in. And those things are all things that at one point 
or another in my life i've felt those things very strongly actually and the thing about making me feel not as intelligent i feel like i feel that the most because brain fog is one of the things that lingers around for me the most and the longest and happens most often so a lot of times i feel like i am just i'm just stupid if you were to ask friends how many times a day i say oh my god i'm fucking dumb i'm fucking dumb because i can't speak how i want to speak sometimes and it really irritates me like he will vouch for me i do say that a lot and i don't mean it but i do mean it because it is really annoying and it is really frustrating however dealing with imposter syndrome is something that i've been trying to deal with and trying to work through mentally a lot which does bring me back to our topic last week which is um being aware and working on your mental health and i really do feel like um all the things that you can do to better your mental health will help with you dealing with imposter syndrome and once you feel more confident in your own skin you feel like you know yourself better than anyone in the entire world it really does shift the way that your brain thinks and looks at life looks at yourself looks at your situation and your surroundings so I'm not saying that you're living with a victim mentality which goes hand in hand with imposter syndrome because all those things I mentioned were very negative things. So they do go hand in hand, but it doesn't mean that you are playing the victim card, but it could be that subconsciously that's what is happening. And if you really do take the time and work on your mental health and really just focus on being the best freaking version of yourself i feel like it will clear up so many obstacles that you're dealing with leading you to have like a better life a better understanding of your conditions and just overall just being happier and healthier in your own body um, imposter syndrome is something that many people deal with and it's not uncommon and a lot of people don't even refer to it as imposter syndrome um but anyone that thinks that they're fucking ugly, that they're too fat, too skinny, um, so many things, like they're living an imposter syndrome life. And whether you call it that or not, I feel like that's what it is. And again, going back to understanding yourself and mental health will definitely get you out of that imposter syndrome mindset and also that victim mentality and lead you to a better a better way of life and so like i said we talked about this last week on last week's podcast so if you want to go back and listen to that podcast and kind of get tips on how to better your mental health um i also want to do more episodes just on mental health because i think it's really important and i want to have more people on that can talk and explain their stories through their mental health journey because i think that not just anyone uh, not just healthy people should be bettering their mental health i think every single person should because i just think that it really does make you happier healthier a better version of you even if you think that you're you're happy already and that your mental health is good like still working on yourself every single day will just lead you to a life of success and i truly believe that and i really do stand by that and hope that others do as well 
also being able to work through those obstacles will help with your medical ptsd so your mental health fixing your mental health and working day in and day out on your mental health will help heal your imposter syndrome and your medical ptsd and also just going into those things that you know like you can narrow down these are the things that i do feel anxious about when it comes to like the medical field narrowing them down and really like pinpointing what it is and why like the why is really important why you feel those ways and really working through that when you're working when you're working on your own mental health so the next time that you go to that doctor's appointment and you know hey i have to get my blood drawn and that's the thing that's really freaking me out like really giving yourself the grace and the time to understand your feelings understand why it is that you are feeling that way and telling yourself that it is not as big as you're making it seem i promise it will eventually become something that you will look back on if you continuously work on it and work through it um for time you'll look back on it and you'll be like i can't believe i was so scared to get my blood drawn it doesn't even hurt and that is something that i really hope that everyone can accomplish like i said not just someone that is chronically ill and is dealing with that it could literally be anyone with any situation or scenario and with that I feel like I was talking so fast and so crazy right now, but I just really did feel passionate about those two topics today. And I really hope that that was just like a little bit of insight into something that you can work on today that can lead to a brighter future and outcome for your life. So like I've said 2000 times through this episode, work on your mental health check back on last week's episode and get some tips and tricks to be able to start today to work on your mental health and lead you to a freaking beautiful and happy healthy thriving vibing and resilient life um next week on next week's podcast i'm having a very very special guest and i'm super excited for you guys to listen to that episode and make sure you check it out Thanks again for listening, you guys. I really enjoy hanging out with you, and I'll see you next week with another episode.